are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Friday's edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host for today, Jordan Kleber. You can follow me on Twitter at JD Kleber. First, I want to say big thanks to Jake Madison for letting me host this Friday's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Uh, means the world to me, and I, and I hope that you're enjoying your sabbatical per Christian Clark. What, Monday you were, you were roaming through Southeast Asia, and then I heard that you were traveling through the Alps, and what, the next day you joined forces with Carmen Sandiego. Yesterday you were backpacking across Canada. Well, I just got word that now Jake Madison went full on. One, two, three, can't go. Chris Paul couldn't join LeBron or D-Wade on Banana Boat Part 2, so he asked Jake Madison if he could take his place. So that's what Jake will be doing today, living it up, drinking uh, coconut milk and out of a, out of an actual coconut uh, and living his best life. But I want to introduce myself. I'm Jordan Kleber again. You can hear me on ESPN Radio New Orleans 100.3 FM. Over on the sports hangover from 12 to 3 with host Gus Cattengill. I usually just do the producing side of things for him over there at ESPN New Orleans. Um, looking forward to talking about what we got in store today. Um, within the world of the New Orleans Pelicans, let's tip things off with running down the Pelicans week. Monday, we finally hear from the man himself, Adrian Wojnarowski about the worst-kept secret in the NBA, and that is Suns assistant coach Willie Green and how he's emerged as the strong front-runner to be the Pelicans' next head coach. Then we move to Tuesday, and it is reported by Shams that the New Orleans Pelicans are unlikely to match a significant offer sheet on Lonzo Ball. And for those of you who don't know what an offer sheet is, is when a restricted free agent wants to sign with another team and the new team signs an offer sheet, the terms of that deal, which must be for the last two seasons, are given to a player's original team, which has two days to match. So it's basically the same situation that um, the Hornets slash Pelicans had with Eric Gordon when he kind of wanted to go to the Phoenix Suns, but the Pelicans matched that offer, keeping him here. We all know how that story ended out. Um, not very good for the New Orleans Pelicans, but for every other team that Eric uh, Eric Gordon played for, um, all was well for him. Uh, then we move later to that day, and we hear this from Chris Paul about Willie Green. Willie Green as a head coach. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm a little biased. I'm a little biased, man. That's that's my guy right there. Like uh, I was talking to Book about it last night, this morning. Uh, not just my teammate. That's a that's a brother to me. So um, I know he deserves it. He'll be the most humble, prepared coach you've ever seen in your life. Um, but I, I can't even imagine right now playing and him being a, a coach, you know. But I'm, I'm unbelievably happy for the opportunity that he may get uh, for Chauncey, you know, for Jay Kidd, for uh, Jamal Mosley, all these coaches, you know what I mean? It's getting, a, getting an opportunity. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for it because uh, it's, it's time. Let's move to Wednesday, the midway point of your work week, when Chris Haynes talks with Rich Paul about Lonzo's situation in New Orleans. And Chris asked Rich Paul, is New Orleans still an option? Rich Paul's response to that, we're open-minded to the landscape of the league. Later that day, Andrew Lopez reported during Game 4 of the NBA Finals, 
uh, which we will get into that the Pelicans and Willie Green are nearly nearing a completion on a deal that will make him the team's next head coach. Then Thursday, not too much happened in the Pelicans community. Um, reports came out that David Griffin was in Vegas watching Josh Giddy. So a lot of Pelicans fans, uh, if you do see him on the team, there's going to be a lot of nicknames to Giddy up. Coming up in the next two segments, I want to get into kind of the nitty-gritty of different teams within the NBA, some of their young talent, and some of the things that people say that the Pelicans cannot do because they're such a young team. Um, I made a big list. I made a list of teams that breaks down the age of the starting five rosters and the amount of money that each of those starting five players make. Um, It's consisted of five teams. The Pelicans are included, so mainly four teams. And I'm looking forward to getting into that. Also, I'm looking forward to talking about Sam Mitchell and Willie Green and what I hope that he does or doesn't do if and when the Phoenix Suns win the NBA Finals. So we have all that more here on the Locked on Pelicans podcast. I'll see you on the other side of the break. As Jordan said, it's been quite the week for the New Orleans Pelicans. And look, it's not going to slow down anytime soon. So make sure you subscribe to Locked on Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts. And today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NBA Finals are here. They're in full swing. And you can track all the action over at BetOnline.ag. Plus, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for any sport you want, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. So before tip-off, head over to BetOnline on your laptop top or mobile device check out all the great news sign up bonuses and fun contests that they always have going on you don't want to sit on the sidelines anymore as the games really count right now so head to the website using your mobile device sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on over at betonline.ag betonline your online sportsbook experts Welcome back to the Locked On Pelicans podcast. I'm still your guest host Jordan Kleber. you can follow me over on Twitter at JD Kleber. all right Let's start off this segment with talking about the narrative that the New Orleans Pelicans just aren't as good as some of these younger teams. I have a list of starting five from five different teams. The Pelicans aren't included. The other four teams are the Phoenix Suns, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Atlanta Hawks, and the New York Knicks. So to kick things off, let's start with your New Orleans Pelicans. The starting five for the Pelicans are 27-year-old Steven Adams making $29 million, 23-year-old Lonzo Ball making $11 million, 21-year-old Zion Williamson, $10 million, 23-year-old Brandon Ingram, $27 million, and Eric Bloodsoe at 31 making $16 million. That all comes out to be $93 million. I want you guys to keep that number in mind because it is very important in the case that I'm trying to make because I've been hearing this whole year that the Pelicans just are not good enough. They're not at that level yet and they just don't have the same talent as these four other teams that I'm about to list. Now let's take a look at the Phoenix Suns starting five. At 31 years old, we have Crowder making $9 million. 24-year-old Mikel Bridges making $4 million. Also 24, Devin Booker making $29 million. DeAndre Ayton, 22, making $9 million. 
and the oldest of the bunch, CP3, at 36, making $41 million. All of those players combined equate to $92 million. Also keep that number in mind. Now, I'm not here to say that the New Orleans Pelicans and Phoenix Suns are even close to each other. It's not what I'm doing. There's no one on the New Orleans Pelicans squad that that even equates to what CP3 brings to the court. However, Devin Booker and Brandon Ingram, there's you know been some types of talks of can Brandon Ingram make that big step like Devin Booker has done from even the bubble to now. I don't really see Brandon Ingram making that large step. I can see him making a step, but just from what I saw from last season and from the season where he was the most improved player, I saw a drop-off, and I I didn't see that continued growth like I thought I was going to see. Going back to the Pelicans starting five, remember I said they were $93 million to put out onto the court. The Phoenix Suns, $92 million. One's in the NBA Finals paying $1 million less. The other one didn't even sniff a play-in tournament game. That's just something to look at when I'm the New Orleans Pelicans and David Griffin looking to make my next move. You kind of have to take a, a look in the mirror to say, how bad did I mess up to where a team that paid a million dollars less than me is in the NBA Finals, but I couldn't even make that step to even compete to make it into the NBA playoffs. The next team up on the list are the Memphis Grizzlies. Now I'm going to run down the starting five like I did for the Phoenix Suns and the New Orleans Pelicans. At 29 years old, Jonas Valanciunas makes $15 million. Jaron Jackson, 21 years old, $7 million. 27-year-old Kyle Anderson, $9 million. 25-year-old Dylan Brooks, $11 million. And obviously, 21-year-old John Morant makes $9 million. That equates to $51 million. Now, look, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse here because um, there's definitely there, there's a $42 million differential between the Pelicans starting five and the Memphis Grizzlies starting five. And let's go back to that narrative where, you know, the Pelicans just aren't as good. They don't have, you know, that it factor. They don't have the same talent. Well, Steven Adams, who's making $29 million, and Jonas Valanciunas, who's making $15 million, they were on a different playing field this this year. So when you're paying a guy almost double what Jonas Valanciunas is for a guy like Steven Adams, and he's just not putting in the same numbers, that's definitely a concern for David Griffin. It makes you question what this team was thinking last offseason. And when you go back to, well, if you, this team doesn't have the same talent, what talent that I just mentioned on the Memphis Grizzlies, besides John Morant, that the Pelicans, you know, they, what, do, what don't they have that the Memphis Grizzlies have? It's very eye-opening when you when you look at these numbers and you kind of just run down the list of who was in the playoffs and the team that spent a lot of money to get to that next level and had a motto that said, won't bow down, almost bow down every single night. The second to last team on this list are the Atlanta Hawks. Now let's run down the starting five like I did with the other three. 27-year-old Clint Capella making $16 million. 23-year-old John Collins, $4 million. 22-year-old Kevin Herter, $2 million. 28-year-old Bogdan Bogdanovich, $18 million. And 22-year-old Trey Young making $6 million. All that comes out to be $46 million. We all know 
what the Atlanta Hawks did in the NBA playoffs with their run. One of the most entertaining storylines of this playoff was Trey Young and what he did to bring the Atlanta Hawks to that next level. And again, sticking with that guard position, there's no one on this New Orleans Pelicans team that can do whatever Trey Young did in this NBA playoffs. I just don't see it. I mean, Lonzo Ball could get to that level, but I'm not seeing it. Now, comparing the New Orleans Pelicans roster, or starting five, to the Atlanta Hawks starting five, there's also a vast difference between the talent, um, between the New Orleans Pelicans and the Atlanta Hawks. I, I know I said that I am not one who I'm not one to buy. Well, the the Pelicans just aren't good, or they don't have the same talent. I, I don't want to buy into that because you're the team that put this roster together and spent this kind of money to make the playoffs at the very least. And, and when you have the Suns, the Grizzlies, the Atlanta Hawks, all making the NBA playoffs at a cheaper price, I think there's a major problem there. And again, I know Trey Young, there's no one on the Pelicans sticking to that whole guard narrative. There's no one on the Pelicans that can do anything that Trey Young can do. There's... Again, no one on the Pelicans that can do what Bogdan Bogdanovich does on a night-in and night-out basis. I mean, we simply do not have shooting. Um, Clint Capella, that big man. I know Jackson Hayes has kind of taken a step up this past season, but you know Stephen Adams, he, he he really fell off a cliff this past season. So I, that's a major concern when you're spending ninety-three million dollars, and the Atlanta Hawks only spent forty-six million dollars and are already at the level that they were this past season. Okay, we have to hit a quick commercial break, but when we come back, I will give you the final team left on the list, and then we'll transition into Sam Mitchell. And the recent talks that a lot of Pelicans fans and Pelicans Twitter have talked about, and I want to give my opinion on the whole situation. So I will see you guys on the other side of the break. All right, more from Jordan here in a second. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by BuiltBar.com. Celebrate the freedom of choice with the best tasting protein bar out there. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's literally something for everyone. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about which one they love the most. And if you don't know all the Built Bar flavors, you're missing out. It's coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. I know what my favorite is. I love the mint brownie. It's basically like mint chocolate chip ice cream except healthy in a protein bar form and if you haven't tried them all you can get a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors i know so many of our listeners have bought these if you eat protein bars you may as well get the best tasting one and that is built bar not only are the best tasting but they're healthy too check out the macros on these 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs they're all amazing all tasty and all healthy plus they have the grasshopper cookie flavor which is the thin mint flavor essentially out there if you want to give that as a special limited edition flavor it's definitely worth it i got a kind of promo box of them and i ate them all immediately meaning i needed to order some more plus built bar is the official protein bar of the u.s track and field team. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to the Locked on Pelicans podcast. I'm still your host, Jordan Kleber. Follow me on Twitter at JDKleber. Let's try to get you guys out of here. It's Friday. We're all pumped. 
I'm looking forward to the weekend. I know you guys are looking forward to the weekend. I want to finish off the list. So finally, we have the New York Knicks. This one's going to get a lot of you Pelicans fans pulling out your hair because this team definitely does not have the same talent as the New Orleans Pelicans, or at least on paper. At 36-year-old, we have Taj Gibson making $1 million. 26-year-old Julius Randle, former Pelican, $18 million. 21-year-old RJ Barrett, $8 million. And 30-year-old Reggie Bullock, $4 million. And to close off, we have 32-year-old Derrick Rose making $7 million. That all comes out to be $38 million. I know the New York Knicks' time in the playoffs were not long-lived. However, it was a lot longer than what the New Orleans Pelicans were able to do. They extended their season. And when you have a guy in Julius Randle who, you know, let's be honest, I mean, what did he really have to play for? There was essentially no one on the team that had the talent as the Pelicans to make that push into the playoffs. And you can give me that, yes, they're in the Eastern Conference. is a completely different ball game over in the East. But you're seeing that narrative kind of change over this, you know, the, the past couple of seasons where the East is getting stronger. And like the Pelicans, they also had a new head coach. But I think the difference with the New York Knicks and the New Orleans Pelicans is the Knicks just had that buy-in mentality. They they wanted to be out there. They, they gave it their all. And I know... David Griffin's three keys to success was basketball IQ, toughness, and shooting. I want to close out this segment by saying I'm not bashing the Pelicans. I just want to make it, you know, realistic. Like, what is the realistic goal for this team this upcoming season? I mean, you you have $93 million as your starting five, and you couldn't make the playoffs. I'll keep reiterating that because the other teams, I'll go through it again, $92 million Phoenix Suns, $51 million Memphis Grizzlies, $46 million Atlanta Hawks, and $38 million New York Knicks. And they seem to be light years ahead of you as of right now. And, and hopefully Willie Green could come in and, and kind of change things up. But like uh, a few shows back that I heard locked on Pels, the coach coaches aren't everything. I think the players buy in and what production that you see on the court is the main differential when, when you're watching these teams play. Okay, let's transfer over to Willie Green and who he could potentially hire on his coaching staff. Okay, look, there is one thing I ask of Willie Green. Now, I know a lot of you diehard Pelicans fans, you probably know what I'm talking about, but if you don't remember, I'll try to jog your memory. So it, back when the New Orleans Pelicans decided to bring in Alvin Gentry, the Golden State Warriors went on to win the NBA Finals the year before Alvin Gentry became the New Orleans Pelicans head coach. Well, if you remember, over on NBA TV, they were inside the locker room, and the camera panned over to Steve Kerr and Alvin Gentry, and you can hear Alvin Gentry say, this is going to be us next year, AD. This is going to be us. We're going to be right back here, AD. Well, we all know how that played out. You had one playoff series win, and the rest is history. So the one thing I ask, if the Phoenix Suns and Willie Green win the NBA Finals, please, please just don't make that same that that, that same announcement on national TV about Zion Williamson, especially just everything that's happened uh, the past couple months and years. Okay, maybe not the only thing I ask of Willie Green to bring to the New Orleans Pelicans. I, I hope that he brings many more things. And there is one thing that I kind of wanted to talk about 
I know yesterday Elliot was talking about Sam Mitchell and what he had to say. I want to play for you guys on NBA TV the night after, I believe, Zion's debut. He, take a listen. Chris, I played him at point forward with, with a bunch of other high school All-Americans and point guards who are All-Americans. That's playing at Kentucky. Duke, Carol, these are type players. And I put him at the point forward position. Why? Because he can see over everybody. He can, he can control the defender guarding him. And he's so willing to do this. Mm -hmm. And when he goes to the basket, he already knows the defense is going to collapse. And he has such good body control. He can jump up in the air and avoid the, right, the charge and contact mm -hmm. and still make the play. So... The beauty of him is he can get you 30 in a very efficient way, but he don't mind getting you 10, 12 assists in an efficient way. Okay, I love everything that he had to say. However, we've all heard this story before. We all heard Stan Van Gundy, what he would do if he was the Pelicans head coach. Remember, he was inside the bubble and calling one of the games. He was like, well, why is Jackson Hayes over on the perimeter when the guy's not a three-point shooter? Why is he even guarding him? Um, this is what I would do if I was a head coach. And we heard this over and over again. We were sold, you know, we were we, we were sold the whole car lot when David Griffin came into the Pelicans organization. It's just all been talk and no walking the walk. And look, I love what Sam Mitchell said. However, I'm just kind of done with what people would do if they were in the position to coach Zion Williamson. When I start seeing some pro productivity, then I'll kind of buy into the whole cu culture and um, what they're saying that they would do, but as of right now, I I'm not, I'm not buying in per se. Look, that's just me. I have trust issues right now, just from what the Pelicans have done the past couple months, and that's my opinion. All right, guys, that will do it for this Friday's edition of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. Huge thanks and huge shout out to Jake Madison once again for trusting me with his baby in the Locked on Pelicans podcast, and I hope he has fun with LeBron James and D-Wade on the Banana Boat crew. Go have all the bananas, go have all the coconuts, go have all the, you know, the margaritas or what have you over on the beach, and um, hope to hear from you again next week, man. Appreciate it, and you guys have an awesome weekend. Till next time, I'm Jordan Cleaver, and have a great week.